Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bing bong, whatever, bing, bing bong. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm Claire Tronchi. James Clement is here also. We are married. This is a suggestible podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. And James has said he was bred. I don't think so. I think you're a human man. That, uh, that bit wasn't recorded when I said that. So people um, aren't going to believe you because it didn't happen. <laughs> no, maybe it was recorded. No, no I, don't think I don't think so. All right. And if it was Collings, take it out. Well, how good's bread? That's all I have to say. Bread's the best, man. I know. I think it's a big call you calling yourself bread, actually. Mm, that's true. Everyone loves bread. Different types of bread. You. Think about It's true. <laughs> think about the different types of bread there are. Muffins, for example. That's a type of That's bread. That's not bread. It's bread, Claire. It's not bread. You don't it's know a it. cake. A cake is no, not No, no, no. Bread. I'm talking about the savoury muffins. Oh, you mean the English muffins? Yes, Claire. Do they, are they English muffins in England? No. They're just called... Circular bread. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Rolls. I know what's wrong with <laughs> Did you try and do something wishy and then I, nothing I, came Just out. nothing. Like it was like... <laughs> Literally nothing. Like a monkey clapping. Yeah. That, that's and then how I'm my like, brain is all the time. Yeah, but then it was like, <laughs> oh, no. And then my, and then it was like, now it's been too long. You've paused for too long. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about that instead of a thing. So I think of like a like a twee British saying or something, but I couldn't. Oh. Did nothing happened. Would anyway. they be called bread scones? <laughs> Claire, that's not very good, is it? <laughs> I mean, I, better either. than what I had, which was literally nothing. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, if you're in England, please write in and tell us if you have English muffins. Yes, they come in a little packet here, and you slice them in half and toast them in the toaster and put butter on them. I think they know what they are. I don't know. Maybe they don't know. I don't know what they do over there in old Britain. That's British, true. Britishland. They're always having a Brexit. What are they up to? Who knows? I don't know. That seems to go on forever. Anywho, shall we get started with the recommendations? Do they have English muffins in England? <laughs> They've been in England since uh, long before Thomas popularised them. Thomas. But I find what's weird about this, though, is they surely they're not calling them English muffins in England. No, well, that's what I was about to say. That was going to be my initial joke, but I'm like, it's too obvious. So I just went with nothing. <laughs> but um, Good. Witty. They're sometimes referred to simply as muffins in the UK. Right. But so what do they call muffins with, like, chopped chips in them that are like cupcakes? They'd be like a chopped chop chip muffin. <laughs> God damn. Maybe they have a different word for muffins. They don't. Claire, like, what's – or they do. Who cares? What's morning happening? Morning cakes. Oh, God. What What are you <laughs> suggesting this week? Hate this show. No. What are we doing? My feelings. Am I going first? Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. I have a book this week. Wow. By a gentleman. Is it a Ninja Turtles book? <gasps> oh, no. You didn't do the required homework, Claire. Subturtles? Oh, I forgot. Got some turtles. Well, I did my homework. Oh no. Anyways, keep going. Oh no. Hang on. Should we pause and I can go and No, Google it's too it? late. Oh, bloody hell. I was too busy. For those people who don't know, we set each other homework tasks last week. Oh, I had to find a fancy poem or something, and Claire had to re- do anything Ninja Turtles related. <laughs> and she chose to No, do no, I have something. I have something <laughs> okay. Ninja Turtles related. All right, you can save it for later. What's this first book, this All boring right. book about menopause <laughs> you're reading or whatever? It's not. 
It's about climate change. Okay. <laughs> I'm nothing if not consistent. It's true. Caring for our own pending doom as a species. In many ways, um, uh, climate change is Mother Nature's menopause, you know? <laughs> oh. No, women are better on the other side of menopause. Thank you very much. It's a great point. Whereas climate change, we're not so much better on the other side of that. It's almost as if the thing I said wasn't supposed to be a serious comment, Claire. <laughs> it was one of my classic jokes that I, I sometimes do. I sometimes tell. I freeze. I it's... wish you just said nothing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it would have been better. <laughs> anyway, this book that I'm recommending is by journalist Claire O'Rourke. Oh, I yeah. interviewed on my podcast, Tonts, a couple I weeks ago, that, and yeah. uh, it's going to be coming out very soon. Anyway, she has written a book called Together We Can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and together we can. When I saw the title for this, I thought, no, don't want to do this. Nah, don't want to read another book about climate change that's just going to send me into like a horrible spin of panic. I hear, man. And, and depression and all. And also the pandemic was enough. I just can no longer, cannot any longer cope with the horrible idea of all of the things and all of that research. No, thank you, Claire O'Rourke, except <laughs> then I met her and she was so lovely at her book launch that I then offered to interview her and then I realised I have to read her book because You've I'm got interviewing to read her. it. What are you going to do? <laughs> anyway, but what happened? Something really magical. The book is actually a whole lot of stories of people around Australia who are making a difference and they come from every walk of life, food producers, sports people, finances, psychologists, First Nations people, entrepreneurs, public servants, scientists, teachers, actors, farmers, students, and retirees. So they're just like ordinary people. And she went around the country after she kind of had her own really deep panic about the climate. Oh. She lives in a place that was deeply affected by the bushfires. Um, right, right. The black summer that we had a few years ago. I remember. And she just kind of plummeted into despair really after looking at some of the research. And so this was her attempt at kind of climbing out of that And in doing so, she's created this incredibly hopeful book that actually reconnected me with the fight against global warming, basically. Hmm. Because of the personal perspective, would you say? Yeah, I think the reason... If it was just like the world's on fire and this much (laughs) CO2 into the atmosphere and et cetera and so forth and you're not recycling enough, idiot. Correct, exactly. No... What I think she does really well is in the research it says the reason why people disconnect about climate change is because it's just too huge, right, for us and for our brains to cope with. And so we all kind of get frozen, which I think is where a lot of us are, right, with it. We're like, well, that's too big, too scary, too hard, and we freeze and we do nothing and we just compost and recycle. It's like when you see a big block of chocolate or a packet of chips and you're like, I don't want to sit on the couch and eat this whole block of chocolate. But then you find yourself getting up over a period of How is this relevant? two to three hours and you're actually eating the chocolate bit by bit. What is happening Until you here? eat the whole block anyway. That's not relevant to, at all. No, because it seems insurmountable that you wouldn't be able to eat the chocolate in one go. Are you comparing the impending like doom of most of the species on this planet to eating a block of chocolate in front of, I don't know, The Bachelor? You know what, Claire? I think we both know that I am. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to what I'm talking about here. So from a psychology perspective, I thought that was this was really interesting. The way to sort of move and shift people out of that inertia is to first start by connecting and sharing your fears about the climate about right. climate change and okay. about the issue. And that actually unlocks something in people. And so in the townships that she visited, particularly in rural communities, that was the way that they started to really be able to take action was first just to like have these community groups where they just sat around 
and basically said, how are you feeling about it? I'm terrified. Cool. I'm terrified too. These are the things that happened to me. This is what I'm noticing in my community. This is what I'm worried about. And so what she's been able to do is show that in taking action for our environment, it doesn't have to be these huge, lofty, big, scary goals. It can be really hyper-local and really deeply embedded in your community in action that's really good for you, in reconnecting with people and creating groups that are connected to the specific land environment that you are living in. And she explores some beautiful First Nations thinking around this too, that human beings are actually designed to live in community with the local environment, the creatures, the trees, the habitats that are literally outside our front doors. Mm. Not, you know, these big forests maybe that are an hour, two hours drive away or, but literally caring for and nurturing just the land that's around us. I completely agree. I think that is such a beautiful idea and also looking very hyper-local as to what might need to change within your community to conserve energy because that was the other thing I hadn't really fully wrapped my head around, that the thing we really need to do is conserve energy. Yes, recycling is important and we need to keep doing that, but actually what we really need to do to combat these rising sea levels and um, global warming is to completely overhaul our energy system. Yeah. And Australia is at the front lines of this if we don't do something about it. I mean, everywhere is going to be affected, but Australia particularly because of our climate. Mm. We're going to see a lot of influx of people from overseas and from communities that are now going to be living in places that are no longer habitable. Yeah, it's always the people. And fire. It's people who are less less well off that you know this is directly affected by. Well, we, you think that? But I mean, I think I mean that's where like the mass that's migration where it's going is going to, to start. start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. It's not. It's not something that like you can rich your way out of. <laughs> You know, it, it'll get it'll get you eventually. Yeah, well, it depends on if you're a billionaire, I guess. You're going to fly to space or something. Yeah, who wants to live in space? Though? Space <laughs> fucking sucks, man. Anyway, I just, I really found it so inspiring. She speaks to people who are just like pillars of their local community and people whose minds were really changed. So mm. people that might have been cattle farmers or were really not connected in with the fight at all and then have had their own kind of sudden realisation of what we're facing and then become like hyper engaged in working in their community to conserve energy, to Mm. create groups that are battling climate or conserving the environment in their local community, like land care. And anyway, it sounds like a boring book. It's not at all. It was so hopeful and so um, uplifting research. Mm. Yeah, but also just a reminder that actually what we need to do is first and foremost going to be really good for us in this shift in the way that in the shift from where we've been and the way we've been operating, it's actually going to be more about connecting with our local community and building relationships and with each other, which I think is the the most exciting thing, and then with our, you know, the land that we live on. So anyway, it's wonderful. It's called Together We Can and it's available in all good bookstores now. All good bookstores? Correct. Wow. If you're feeling overwhelmed by it like I am or still am, this is the book for you. What about if you're start, not? Start with this. What, this is a serious question. What if you're not interested and you're like, I don't want to do any of this? Should you still read it? Would you say that's this could be a window in to be like, this is a good starting point? Yes, correct, James. I, I, I find it really disconcerting when you're semi-sincere. Well, I've gone blank again. <laughs> it's a, good. You're nothing if not consistent in this episode. That's good to know. Yes, I actually think this is the perfect book to read if you are feeling really apathetic because that's mm. actually, it's really okay. Well, that ties to feel into that. like the, 
this is too big, right? Yeah, that's. It's actually not just um, an emotional thing. It's genuinely your. your it's psychological. It's it's something it must be something to do with our survival mechanism and yeah. how giant the issue is. And it's also, also, isn't it like you can only keep like two hundred people? Like picture like two hundred people in your head. Like numbers bigger than that, mm. it doesn't. Because that's why people are able to do terrible things on mass because you don't you don't see it. You know. Yeah. That. Yeah. In terms of. I'm not talking about individuals, but I mean like you know someone could fire a missile at somebody from like the other side of the world and be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is not our area. Nah, I'm man, really this is our area. Away. Speaking of the military, you're going to love oh, this mate. one, Claire. Anyway, together we can. Claire Rock, go grab it. I watched a movie which was really great but really depressing. It's called Breaking. It's from this year. And here's the synopsis, Claire. Here he goes. Why do you say synopsis like that? It's starting to really bug me. Well, it's just going to have to be like the climate. It's something you're going to have to live with or do something about but get on the front foot, you know what I mean? All right, not the uh, back foot. No. So desperate for money and running out of options, Marine veteran Brian Brown Eastley holds several people hostage inside a bank, setting the stage for a tense confrontation with police. Now, this is based on an actual event of a man who did this, whose name was, it's the same guy uh, that actually happened. And it's so sad. It's such a sad story. And it's not an uncommon story either uh, in, in the US specifically. So it stars John Boyega, who people would know from Finn, as Finn, from Star Wars. You know Star Wars? He's mm-hmm. always like, where? What's going on? Where? Star Wars. Yes, yes. Uh, it also stars Nicole Behari, Salinas Leva, and Connie Britton also makes an appearance, Claire, as a journalist. She's journalistically wow. involved in this. And it's written and directed by Abby Damaris Corbin is the director. So basically, this is a real guy and what happened to him, and you, and you find this out like fairly early on, he's owed a certain amount of money from the Veterans Administration uh, in the US, right? So he, he, he went to war, he did a tour of Iraq, came back, he's struggling for cash. He's clearly like, like troubled mentally, physically. He's clearly seen a bunch of things. He's trying, you know, he's, he's, got, a, he's got a daughter, he's, he's separated from his partner. And this money that was supposed to be his and his own owed to him due to a clerical error hasn't come through. And like he needs it. Like he'll stop, he'll die if he then so will his family if he doesn't get this thing. So what he does is that he goes, he goes into a into a bank with a bomb and it's just like, I need, I need my money. And that's and this this happened. This is a real guy, and this and this is a real story, and it's really sad, and it's and it's really tragic. And the whole thing obviously exists within this system, you know, the, like the military industrial complex, like just chewing through people and spitting them out with no regard for them, like physically or mentally. You know, when there's not proper healthcare or you know, uh, like support, like as mentioned, like mentally or physically or any of that. The cost of living is increasing, including the cost of food and transportation. Petrol, and we're seeing this here as well. Rent, we can't buy a house, you know what I mean? All of that because horrible landlords are just buying up everything and then basically making other people pay for their mortgage when they've got nothing in return. And so all this is is tied into into this movie. And look, it's a really excellent performance. Like everyone is very good in it. John Boyega is terrific. Like uh, I don't know if pe- people have seen him in anything other than Star Wars, but he's good in everything that he does. He's amazing. He's he's really really great. So it's, look, it's a terrific movie. But it's really sad and really real, and I didn't have a good time watching it. It's not fun, Claire. It's not like reading a fun climate change book <laughs> while you're flittering about learning about community. I'm learning about this horrible thing that happened in real life. Oh goodness! But again, it's great. Like it's really, it's really well made. Uh, it is available on streaming everywhere. In Australia, you're gonna have to use a VPN. 
um, because it hasn't been released officially here, but it had a very brief theatrical run and it is available like on, you can purchase it on all streaming services. But yeah, well worth a look. It's called Breaking. Now there's a, there's a, an 80s, uh, what's that called where you, you pop in your lock and you spin on your head? What's that called? Break dancing. Break dancing. There's a move from the 80s called Breaking. It's not that. It's B-R-E-A-K-I-N-G. Okay. Like the full word. It does sound a little different from a breakdancing movie. Yeah, but that movie, there was a movie called Breaking from the 80s and then there was Breaking to Electric Boogaloo, which you've probably heard <laughs> uh, also. I mean, both of these things are about raising money. Yes. This is This is obviously a, a different. Step ahead. And you just feel terrible for this guy. Like you hear the real 9-11 call that he makes like at one point. Like it's just He just got like lost within this system just trying to do the right thing and he's just – He's already, like, before he even does this, he's obviously already shattered, you know? Like, and, like, what would drive a person to do this? Like, he doesn't want to hurt anybody. He doesn't want to rob a bank. You know, he just wants to live his life with the money that he that is his. But he's just pushed to this point just mm. because it's just a, he, he's trapped within a horrible system, you know, and a, and a clerical error, which nobody, you know, cares about. Awful. Uh, oh, watch it, though. It's really good. It's called Breaking. <laughs> Not the one from the 80s. That's different. All right. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, that's quite a good segue, actually. Into your Ninja Turtles one for yeah, this week. Yeah, for the breakdancing segue. It's true. Yeah, because I have brought in something from Ninja Turtles. If you say that Vanilla Ice song, Claire, I swear to God. (laughs) No, James. Of course I have. It's the Ninja Rap. I knew it. It's the Vanilla Ice Ninja Rap from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, the original motion picture soundtrack. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And so what I thought I would treat you to because of copyright, copyright or copyright, Yeah. I'm going to rap for you. Please don't. I'm going to do it. No, do I'm going to do, do it. it. Do not. I'm going to do it. You asked me. Claire. You didn't stipulate I couldn't rap. You said before the show sometimes you do things <laughs> and you're like, I don't feel embarrassed in the moment, but then I look back a year later and I'm like, why did I do that? So I'm here from the future to say <laughs> I don't. Tough. I've already I started. don't want this. Well, you have to take it. You asked me to bring in the Ninja Turtle thing. This is what I'm doing. You ready? Okay. Yo, is, is the, the green, green machine going to rock the town without being seen? Have, have you ever seen a turtle get, get down? Slamming and jamming to the new junk sound. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, Everybody let's move. <laughs> Vanilla is here with the new jack group. Going to rock. And roll his place with the, the power, power of the ninja, ninja turtle, turtle base. Iceman, you know. You know what I'm saying. I'm not playing. Devastate the show while the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Go, 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 go. No, it's go, 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 go. And then it's go ninja, go ninja. Go ninja. ninja. I watched go, this movie like a thousand ninja. times when I was a kid. And I actually watched it this week. I watched it with our son. It was one of my favorite movies. It's terrible. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, it can't be that bad. Because I watched the, the original Ninja Turtles movie and it's still good. Second yeah. one, awful. Like there's a lot of things that like 
oh, I, I see what they're going here for and I like this ca- character or the animatronics are yeah, good, but yeah. it's just, it's bad. It's so <laughs> bad. It's not as bad as three, but one is still good and I didn't show our son one because it's, it's brutal. There's a lot. So I'm like, you can handle this one. This one's all right. So what, can you explain to me why they rap? That's a great question, Claire. Because they so, actually break dance or something yes. in the movie. Okay, right? so there's a moment where they go for a final confrontation with the Foot Clan, including yes. Shredder, uh-huh. Tatsu, and uh, Toka and Razor, which are the Shredder's mutants that he's created to fight the turtles. It's like okay. his version of Bebop and Rocksteady, right? Uh-huh. And they get fl- and they're in the warehouse district. And you're like, oh, no. They're not going to survive this, Claire. <laughs> anyway, they get thrown through a wall and they land in the middle of a Vanilla Ice concert. <laughs> now, you not, might be like, are you joking? Is this a joke? No. But, but, <laughs> and everybody pauses. There's a record scratch and everyone's like, what's going on? Did you, who are these turtles? We've never seen them before because they live in the sewer. You know, they're secret and they're ninjas. And so yeah. Vanilla Ice, in his infinite wisdom, he improvs this Ninja Turtle rap and it gets everybody pumped up enough for them to defeat Toka and Razor oh, and turn them back. Is that in. these lyrics here? Villains, you better run and hide because yep. one day you might not slide. So choose your weapons, don't slip. Vanilla's in control with the flex of the mic grip. Rocking the crowd the way it should be rocked with the Miami drum that you like a lot. You know it's hitting like a Ninja Turtle when the bass kicks in, you better check your level. The power of the ninja is strong. Fighting the crooks till they're all gone. Now, you're going to love this, Claire. <laughs> I know you love. Go, ninja. Go, go ninja, ninja. Go. Hilarious. Great. I know you I love was... Vanilla Rice's ninja rap. I do. But you probably it's didn't classic. know that in 2005, Vanilla East, Vanilla East, Vanilla, Vanilla Rice released a sequel to the song called Ninja Rap 2. Oh. And here's the image. <laughs> Um, for those who can't see, James is showing me a picture of him on Google. He's got a white backwards cap on. He's looking good. He's very pensive for someone that's written Ninja Turtle rap I'd be, bo- I'd be way prouder of myself. Yeah, I, I mean, these lyrics, whoo, mate. In it to win it with a team of four Ninja Turtles that you got to adore. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to. To be fair, though, our son, I've, listened, I've listened to this a he lot. Loves an ninja rap. Who he didn't love loves the ninja a Ninja rap. rap. Good. Oh, my God, I love it. Okay, so I did it. I did my Ninja Turtle assignment. That was the biggest load of bullshit. Um, you know, <laughs> well, when you have, you you have to do a book report and it's on, it's on Moby Dick and you're like, wow, 300, 302 pages, you know? <laughs> and what I learned from this book is just having a quick glance at the back. Here's a vanilla ice wrap about Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I actually nailed that. You managed to really share the I story. Heavy lift. I did the heavy lifting on that, all right? You didn't all even know right. what it was from. I had to explain I the context. I told you it was from Teenage Mutant Ninja you Turtles You didn't know. Too. You were like, how did it happen, though? You have poisoned Sept Turtles with your <laughs> lack of effort. Oh, well, look, at least I didn't already do one that you'd already read. <laughs> That's which true. Which is your assignment. Speaking of. Here he goes. You've have you really brought him in a poem? I've really got a poem here. Oh, you've really done. Okay, so job. Claire said, Ned. "Go away." Find, <laughs> what the hell? Find a uh, a poem that speaks to me. Yes. Emotionally, and yes. Uh, so this is what I've got. This is by W. H. Auden. Ready? It's called "Stop All the Clocks." Stop <laughs> all the clocks. <laughs> that co- I'm 
unknown clock <laughs> poem that no one's ever no, heard. No, uh, it's not the stop all the clocks from uh, Four Weddings at a Funeral. Because really, I mean, that's actually a beautiful poem. It's not from Four Weddings at a Funeral. They just used it in the movie. No, I know, but it's that's what it's known from. Stop all, all the, the clocks. clocks. Yeah. Yeah. That I is very that heartbreaking. That's my favourite part Cut of that Cut off movie. the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Are you really bringing this one? No. This poem okay. is actually called, it's about parenting. I just, I, it was easy. I just Googled sad parenting poem and went, yeah, It doesn't have to be sad. Well, this one's sad, so get, <laughs> buckle in. This is called The Last Time. Oh, no. And it goes like this. Yo, where the greenish. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Have you? No. No, because you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> you didn't do the homework, Claire. I watched the movie. You didn't tell me I have to watch a movie. You could have at least watched the film clip is all I'm saying. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyways, it's called The Last Time. From the moment you hold your baby in your arms, you will never be the same. You might long for the person you were before when you have freedom and time and nothing in particular to worry about. You will know tiredness like you never knew it before and days will run into days that are exactly the same, full of feedings and burping, nappy changes and crying, whining and fighting, Naps or lack of naps, it might seem like a never-ending cycle. But don't forget, I nearly busted into the ninja rap again, but I'm trying to keep the mood, you know what I mean, Claire? This is a terrible poem. It's not a poem, Claire. It's an ode to parenting. <laughs> this and, is and terrible. This... It's just listing all the jobs I have to do. <laughs> yeah, you're doing them by yourself, are you, Claire? You're out there in the trenches by yourself. You don't even do homework. Uh, but don't forget, there is a last time for everything. There will come a time when you will feed your baby for the very last time. They will fall asleep on you after a long day and it will be the last time you ever hold your sleeping child. One day you will carry them on your hip then set them down and never pick them up that way again. You will scrub their hair in the bath one night and from that day on they will want to bath alone. They will hold your hand across the street then never reach for it again. They will creep into your room at midnight for cuddles and it will be the last night you ever wake to this. One afternoon you will sing the wheels on the bus and do all the actions. Then never sing <laughs> your face that song again. They will kiss you goodbye at the school gate. The next day they will ask to walk to the gate alone. You will read, <laughs> you will read a final bedtime story and wipe your last dirty face. They will run to you with arms raised for the very last time. The thing is, you won't even know when it's the last time until there are no more times. And even then, it will take you a while to realize. So while you are living in these times, remember, there are only so many of them. And when they are gone, you will yearn for just one more day of them for one last time. Author unknown. (laughs) Was that sad enough, Claire? Jesus. You're not allowed to bring any more poetry in. You're just not allowed to bring any more in. You told me to do it. I did it. I did the homework. (laughs) Well done. Thank you for bringing that and sharing that. What'd you think? Look, it was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I understand the poetry of it might not be like, you know what I mean? Like structurally, I understand you've got problems with it, right? But emotionally, Claire... I can see you tearing up over there, and that's what I was going for. <laughs> Just punch you in the heart with an emotion, you know what I mean? Not physically, with an emotion. <laughs> you got me. You got me good. 
The last time. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair. The poem you read about the dude and the stand, not the poem, the yes. book and the daughter and the standing at the thing. Yes. Way better. Yes. Way simpler. Uh, the, like the, it just works. It's beautiful as a metaphor. You don't have to name every literal thing, oh, yes, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Your one was better. Thank you. But very I'd like much. to think mine was longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. Look, I yes, the sentiment is a thing that occurs. Yeah, it needs some brevity, right? You know what I mean. It needs to be like, I yeah, yeah, I yes. What is it? What is it about that poem that I really didn't like? Was it the way I read it? <laughs> no. No, I think I think the sentiment behind it is exactly right. It's the same sentiment as that that passage that I read. Yeah, from uh, what's um, that called again? Love stories from Trent Dalton. Yeah, but I think the so the the kernel of it is a heartbreaking and so sad and also kind of beautiful. And it's supposed to be. Do you know what it is? It feels like something that someone in their 60s has shared on their Facebook. Absolutely. There were so many, like I Googled this, they're like who wrote this? And there's so many like people taking it as like an image that they're posting in Facebook. Do you know what I mean? They yes. put it on like a, yes. like a papyrus yes. kind of Correct. font on a, on a grey-brown bit of paper or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That is, I think, the problem. <laughs> okay. Next week I'm going like, to find an even sadder poem about parenting that's even longer. <laughs> but it's not, it's just that, I, okay, uh, thank you for bringing it in. You're not thanking me, Claire. I am. I really am. Thank you. For this is when you do show and tell and a kid gets up and he goes, I remember once I didn't have something for show and tell and I'm like, this is what I'm showing today. Guess what? Me and my brother, we walk home from school and the teacher's like, like this is bullshit. <laughs> you have made this up on the spot. Guess what, Claire? I've had. It's true. <laughs> and also, who cares? Nobody wants to know that. Did you I was in, just I was five. Google sad parenting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that's what I did. Anyway, you got nothing to recommend? <sighs> Reading that poem again. I can read it again. It was torturous. I can read you stop all the clocks again. All right, let's move it along. What's next, All right, Claire? let's move it along. Thank you for bringing that poem in. You don't mean that. Does that help you? Like is that poem helpful to you when we're like trudging through the glorious privilege that is parenting. Yeah, sometimes there's moments when you're like, you know, and you're like, you, you you put them to bed or whatever, and they're like, oh, one more book or you know, stay a bit longer and whatever. And I think about not this poem, but like a better poem, and I'm like, I'll stay like a bit longer. What am I going to do? Run down and watch the Scorpion King, which I'm currently in the middle of. A terrible <laughs> movie, by the way, which I've never seen. Terrible, Claire. Oh, um, it's for work, by the way, everybody. I'm not just watching the Scorpion King. Apropos of nothing. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, I do think that. I find that it's too much to carry that through everything all of the time. Oh, totally, yeah. But it does help. It does help to realise that it it passes. And I think watching our son now who's nearly seven, Mm. that you really do see that in hindsight. And so I think with our daughter, I'm relishing a lot of that her age more mm. because I feel like it's going by so fast and she's not a baby anymore. And and I think the first time around you don't realise in a weird way or I didn't realise. No, it just seems infinite. It seems infinite and endless and, and exhausting, mm. <laughs> which, you know, it is, it is, but it's, it's a different thing yeah. again. Yeah, so no, I definitely do find that kind of idea of the last thing. It is so strange though, that kind of 
thing because it, it's absolutely true. I could never articulate. I'm not like, well, this was the last day that we did X. Yeah, you know? this is the last bottle that we. Yeah, well, did this or... is the last time that our son wanted us to, yeah, mm. do X, Y, Z. It's really strange. You mm. just don't notice how it happens until it's like you can't see them growing. No, I'm going to pick them up though, as long as I can. I'm going to sneak up on them when they're adults at work. I'll pick them up. I'm like, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. And they're like, please leave the financial district. I'm like, you <laughs> fucking make me. I'm old. I'm crazy. Lovely. Great. Excellent. Well, I think actually, James, I'm going to save my next one for next week because it's already 32 minutes now. And it's also, that's a really good point. That way you don't, you don't have to do homework again next week because you've already got something ready. All right. Which is classic Claire, look, I feel. Look, I just, I've had a lot on. Had a lot on. The ninja rap was great. Claire, I think it was comparable to your poem, actually. The only thing worse than the ninja rap is the Ninja Turtles stage show. Uh, which is hilariously funny in its own but bad the Ninja Turtle rap is the way that I can access Ninja Turtles because mm. I, you know, I love a musical number. There's, an, there's a really genuinely good rap from the previous movie, Claire. There's a proper rap, you know? I don't know. I didn't know. I thought Vanilla Ice was an authentic, you know, rapper. I don't know what he's up to, to be honest. Who knows? Though I did know somebody or a couple of people who, like, met him and, like, when he came oh. to Australia for various reasons and, like, Two different people had two different interaction with him, interactions with him. I don't know anything about him. Maybe if you go to his Wikipedia, it's like he's the worst. Uh, but they like he picked him up at the airport in a van and he's like, do you want to like hang out and like go to bars and stuff? And they're like, yeah. So he just hang out with Vanilla Ice all day and apparently it was awesome. So <laughs> that's cool, I guess. That is really cool. Yeah. Maybe we, that's a life goal for us. Maybe we shouldn't have judged Vanilla. Maybe we shouldn't have judged Vanilla. What's his real name? Uh, his name's Vanilla. Really? No, his name's uh, Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love cool. Van Winkle surname. All right. So if you would like to write in with suggestions for the show, you can do so. It's just for at gmail.com, just like Tanner Moore has. He dated Madonna for eight Tana months. Tanner Moore. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Vanilla Ice. Yes. There you go. Do you reckon it was one of those celebrity setups though? No. I mean, that's a long time. Six months. In celebrity time, that's ages. Eight months, be. sorry, yeah. There you go. Well, I'm going to read my email now. Can I do that? Sure. From Tanner Moore. So you can write into suggestibot at gmail.com just like Tanner Moore has. Hello, James and Claire. I wrote in over six months ago and suggested that the two of you watch the Amazon show The Wilds. Well, I'm back with a new thing that's actually even better than that show. And what? it's a book this time. Ugh. It's called Project Hail Mary. I've read that. I recommend it on this show, Claire. Oh, well, there you go. This person like you also hasn't listened to the uh, the, the homework instructions. I know. No, I'd, like to, I'd love to hear another perspective, actually. Yeah, so he says it's easily the best book he's ever read. Wow. It was so good that he's listening to it again. And I restarted listening to it as soon as I finished it. And I'm going to be doing a term paper on it for one of my uni classes this fall as well. The two-line no-spoiler summary, for those that don't remember, is that the sun is dying. Oh, it's James's favourite topic. It's my favourite thing when the sun's dying. And the dying. planet needs a Hail Mary pass to save the planet. It involves very real science, humans first travel to other stars, and what it's truly about is the friends that you make along the way. Oh, that's so true. That summary probably doesn't do it justice, but it's genuinely one of the best books I've ever read. Hopefully you can find time to read it. Well, James already has. Thanks for everything the two of you do. Tanner Moore. So, yeah, so The Martian, is, it's a good book. Um, the second book, it was, it's about the moon or something. It's not great. I did read it and I'm like, I don't, I don't enjoy this very much. Third book, this one, it's his best book, I think, absolutely. Ah, great. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Project Hail Mary. Project Hail Mary. Excellent. I think they're adapting it as well. I think I've talked about this before. 
Uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, so, I mean, I'm in book Reddit. Sometimes I'm looking in book Reddit. I'm like, what's going on in book Reddit? This book always comes up. People are like, I fucking love this book. I love it. I'll kill anyone who says otherwise. Right. I need to read this book. I'm mm. going to do it. I'm do you like it. Uh, The World is Dying and our science and stuff? Yeah, it's sort of a similar topic to what I recommended today too, so you know. You couldn't handle a book like this, Claire. I could handle it. It's too it. intellectual for oh, you. Oh, goodness gracious. Me. All right. Great book. New homework fire. task. Read this book before next week. <laughs> Fine, I will. Don't I say that, Claire. Will. Don't say that. I will. <laughs> I'll. Yes, I will. All right. I'm very offended that you didn't enjoy my Ninja Turtle rap. I think it was a great offering, and I thank you for your offering of a poem. You didn't mean that. Uh, but we will see you next week, but not before I say. Did you know you can review this in app? A lot of people do, just like K-Braids. You can do it in any app. You open it up and oh, you go click, clack. Really? Here's an app. Uh, this person wrote five stars. Thank you so much. My favorite podcast, perfect podcast, simple idea and very informative with great suggestions. Even this week, do you think, Claire? I think so. Great. James and Claire, sorry, Claire and James uh, are amazing hosts with great banter and I always get great suggestions for my wife on here. There you go. Fantastic you go. stuff. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. Really thank appreciate you. that. Exactly. And thank you as always to Royal Collings for editing this week's Episode. Collings, take out that long pause that I did where I didn't think of something. No, leave it in, leave it in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just take out the ninja rap. No, I'm already regretting no, it. No, it's too I'm late. I warned you and now it's in there. <laughs> I know a lot of the words to the ninja rap. You actually surprisingly went rapping with me and I was like, has he Googled it himself? No, he just knew them. Well, that's the thing. It's one of those things where I remember it, but I don't remember the actual words properly because I didn't know the words when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. You know when you know song lyrics, but you can't look it yeah, up, so you're yeah. like, I don't know what they're saying here. And you're watching on a VHS or whatever, and also you're invested in the story, you know? You <laughs> it's a real moment. moment. Yeah. Yeah, our son listens to it on repeat while he's eating his cereal in the yeah. morning. Loves it. Can you believe that they were actually going to put an Utron in that movie? Like the lead scientist from know. that was what, going to be. What is an Utron? That's like we're Krang. You know, he's one of those weird boogly alien brains. Oh, yeah. In the comics, there's not just Krang. They're a race. They're an alien race. Of boogly alien brains. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not all evil. And this guy was going to be one of them. He's also um, he's the he's the bodyguard in Titanic that follows Billy Zane around. Uh, he's that guy. Oh, and he's that guy. And he's the guy who made the ooze, which created the Ninja Turtles. Wow. Or as our daughter calls them, Ninja Turtles. Ninny Turtles, Ninny actually. Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, right. Ninny Turtles. <laughs> She loves them too. All right, everybody. Thanks very much. We'll see you yes, on another podcast. See you on another podcast, Goodbye. another time other than this one. Yeah. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.